Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. The River Sticks Literary Magazine has been around since 1975 and in a few weeks will be putting out its 100th edition. We'll be talking about its past, its present, and its future with key staffers today. Jason Lee Brown is the magazine's editor. Adrian Todd Zuniga is a writer and co-creator, host, I should say, of the Literary Deathmatch, a performance literary reading series. Gentlemen, thanks for being with us. Nice to have you. Yeah, Thank thrilled you. to be here. Thank you. Well, let me start with you, Jason. What, what role does a literary magazine play in today's in today's changing media world well it depends what kind it is um, we are um, a nonprofit literary magazine we're not under the auspice of any university um, we do outreach programs we do um, Grand Boulevard workshops River sticks writers workshops workshops for teachers um, and then we publish a magazine every or twice a year, um, and that includes fiction, poetry, nonfiction, art from local writers and writers from basically all over the world. Adrian, have any writers been launched on writing careers through publication in River Sticks? I, actually, Jason would know that. Uh, uh, okay, okay. Yes, we try to um, publish uh, for the 100th issue we have a writer who this is her first publication and then we have writers who've won many awards so we try to publish writers from the beginning of their career um, to writers who are well known in the literary community um, so yes we often see um, writers we publish earlier who go on to do bigger and better things for sure. Adrian what's your role in, the, in all of this? So I'm going to be at the, uh, the River Sticks dinner tonight uh, I, get, I think I'm officially the featured guest, I don't know, or the featured writer, reader. So uh-huh. I'm, I'm, I have a debut novel out, and I've been doing literary deathmatch around the world for uh-huh. 13 years. So they thought I was uh, that my haircut was nice enough to bring into uh, a dinner to do a reading and entertain. Well, and as much as you brought that up, let's mention this is happening at the Squires Annex tonight. What, what is that all about? Uh, yeah, it's basically a fundraiser for River Sticks and a really important thing to – to support the magazine, and I know there are a handful of tickets still available, so I know everybody at the radio is pulling their car over right now to buy a ticket, which we appreciate. But uh, but Jason Jason can probably say a more glamorous version of what that's about. Glamour it up, Jason. Yeah, glamour it up. Uh, this is our annual fundraiser, and this mm-hmm. is basically how we sustain ourselves along with the grants from Missouri Art Council and other places like that. Um, so we, um, you know, people come out and eat dinner, and we have a raffle and uh, other things that help support us to raise money. Mm-hmm. You mentioned a whole series of other things that you do, uh, aside from publishing mm-hmm. the magazine. G- give me a, a little greater sense of that. Some of it I'm not sure that I fully understood. Um, one of the things we do is the River Sticks reading series, and we bring in bigger writers and local writers uh, through all the months. It's the third uh, Monday of every month except for the summer months. Mm-hmm. Um, and that basically we bring in two writers usually for every reading. And we just finished up this series right over there at CAM, um, mm-hmm. and next series will start sometime in the fall. We also have Hungry Young Poets, um, which is where we try to find local emerging writers and poets to come and read for us, and that's a series that we do in the summer. Um, and then for the out, we River Sticks is also committed to the literary needs of our community. So we try to offer several outreach programs designed to bring the joy and education and merits to creative writing to our community, um, and those are through what's one of them is a Grand Boulevard workshop. It's a 
literacy and creative writing program for children's ages 6 to 14 who are currently um, residing in one of the St. Louis emergency shelters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also do uh, the River Sticks Writers Workshop, and that's a weekly creative writing workshop for adults who want to learn more about writing, poetry, fiction, nonfiction, mm-hmm. those types of things. What kind of a writing community do we have here in St. Louis? A very vibrant and great one, I think. Um, I, from plenty of good writers around here, um, we have also other literary magazines that are here as well. Sure. And you grew up here, yeah. is that right? Yeah, I did. And it, for having a debut novel, you know, I've, I've been based in London for two years, L.A. five years before that. Um, in New York before that, in Paris. So I've, I've sort of gravitated. Are the cops chasing you or something? Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're after me. They're very hot on my heels. Yeah. But, um, but coming here to do an event was really special for me because the second act of the book takes place in St. Louis. And uh, going to Left Bank Books and, and having family members, having people I knew from high school show mm-hmm. up, it was really cool. And it, you know... I, you never know what who's going to show up to a bookstore when you do an event like this, but uh, especially since I'm a debut novelist. But um, but yeah, it was it was really cool in talking about the impact that that Left Bank has on the community and River Six and just sort of feeling around. And I'm like, wow, that's it's quite a special place. And they, I mean, T. S. Eliot was from here, from mm-hmm. born sure. here. So you know, pretty good, pretty good history. Tennessee Williams also. I Tennessee think. Williams, yeah. What is the status, do you think, of, of bookstore, bookstores like Left Bank Books and, and others, given today's digital buying power? Yeah, it's interesting to me. Um, it's an independent publisher out of L.A. published my book, Rare Bird Books, and that sort of launched me into this world of understanding how important independent bookstores are. And if you buy a book from Amazon, the author's very grateful. Um, but you basically are just a series of zeros and ones to them. But when you buy from an independent bookstore like Left Bank, like they, like somebody's going to put that book in the envelope. Somebody's going to see that you've done that and go, oh, that's that's interesting. We mm-hmm. should read that. We should promote that. We should put it at the front of our store. So um, the independent bookstore is just such a powerful, powerful place in a community. And I think, um, like you know, you can argue that you know nobody reads and all this stuff. That's sort of a a bad, silly argument. Um, it seems like an easy one to make, but uh, it's not actually true. And, and when you support the independent bookstores in, in every city, every great place has them. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know if I'm answering the question, but I have just talked. No, for I a think while. I think you are, Jason. What's your take on that? Um, I've read lately that a lot of the smaller bookstores are making a comeback. Mm-hmm. So um, I've always been a firm believer that people want the written word and paper in front of them. Um, I know the people I know who are readers do, and my daughter does. Um, so I think there's something to having it, some a text yeah. in front of you for most people. So I don't think books or bookstores are ever really going to go completely out. Um, I think it's just going to adjust and maybe develop into something a little different or um, a little more technology-driven. Adrian, I had mentioned in the introduction that uh, that you are um – the co-creator and host of the Literary Death Match. What in the world is that? It yeah. sounds ominous. It, it seems <laughs> ominous. Uh, we started it 13 years ago, uh, and basically it's four authors read their own work for seven minutes or less, and then we have them judged by three celebrity judges in the categories of literary merit, performance, and intangibles. So it's a mix of actors, comedians, writers. We've had ballerinas, conceptual artists. It's, it's a pretty fun mix. We've had a chef. Um, and so they judge the work in a very loving, sweet 
fun, odd way. Mm -hmm. And then it all culminates in a finale, which is a vaguely literary game. So we played Pin the Mustache on Hemingway or an author spelling bee with more and more complicated author names. So, And I I open the show. I I host it, and I basically do literary stand-up. So I, you know, I do tons of research on writers, and you find out some pretty amazing things. Like F. Scott Fitzgerald once said about Hemingway, he said he's always willing to lend a, uh, to lend a helping hand to those above him. Uh-huh. And so there's a lot of like snark mm-hmm. and things through the history of literature. Just to, and I, I like kind of putting it in joke form. Okay, pin the mustache on Hemingway. Uh, yeah, explain that. Uh, yeah, we just blindfold writers. We haven't done that one for a couple of years, but we blindfolded writers, spun them around, and they just gave them a series of mustaches from different authors. I don't know why that seemed funny to us, and they walked across the stage and tried to try to stick it on Hemingway's face. Well, what is your mission with all of this? What are you trying to accomplish? Yeah, our thing is we really like pulp, uh, pop culturalizing books and sort of putting books in the same landscape as as television or email, because effectively, our belief is that it's about attention and fighting for that attention. And reading uh, the different ways we come to books is really important. And if you show up to our show because, you know, there's a comedian that you love, or Jason Reitman has judged for us, he directed Tully, which is the a new movie by Diablo Cody, who also judged for us. You might show up for those people and for the celebrity or the humor, but then you end up introducing yourself to writers and going like, oh, wow, that's that's what literature is. I, my, I have this great fear that people, everybody wants to read, and sometimes we just, there are people that don't read enough, and they say, okay, I'm going to go to the bookstore. I'm going to get the best book there. They go and buy it. Or, I'm sorry, the, the greatest book there. They go and buy it. They go home. They read two pages of Ulysses, and they just give up because mm-hmm. they're like, ugh. But then when you come to Literary Deathmatch, when you read River Sticks, you find out that uh, that this is writing. Like this is actually mm-hmm. what writing is, and it reflects the culture and reflects the people that are living in it. So, um, yeah, we just like getting people fired up about it and, and giving them a good laugh along the way. Jason, who are your readers? Um, literary people, but we we like to say that we're smart but accessible. So we want to also be able to be read by pretty much anybody. Um, so if you're reading even a poem, that on the surface level you should be able to understand what's going on, and then after more readings you can understand the deeper level. But we want to be able to access people who are just normal readers as well. Where is it? Where is the magazine available? Um, it's available. We can, you can, the best place to do is probably go to riversticks.org. That's our website. And we have, you know, you can order subscriptions, um, but they're also at bookstores and other places online. Is there much of a market uh, today for poetry? I don't know. I think that's an eternal, uh, question that they've been arguing, but I always say yes. I mean, there's, Tons of poets out there. You, we get thousands of submissions, um, poets who want their work published. So um, I would have to say that poetry is probably as strong and as lies, alive as it has ever been. Yeah, it feels so. I mean, Denise Smith, Saeed Jones, like, there are people out there that are doing some incredible work. And yeah, and Claudia Rankine. Like there are people out there that are really laying the wood, which is a term <laughs> nobody ever uses in terms of poetry and literature. But they're doing it. Jason, what are your criteria for uh, for contributors and for selection? How do you determine what goes in and what does not? Um, I always say that I want to be um, entertained and emotionally engaged with the work. Um, and if you're doing that, I'm pretty much open to anything. Um, but 
It's a process. We have so many submissions. We narrow them down. We um, we have interns at River Sticks, so we um, include them on the editorial decisions and how we put things together, and you know, so they can learn what it is to put de- together a magazine from b- beginning to end. Your your one hundredth uh, edition is coming out this summer. I think you said. Um, can we expect anything special with regard to the this anniversary and this event? Uh, yes, our release party will be June 28th at the Zach. Um, you guys like to party, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Uh, and I'm proud of this issue. This is my first issue because I took over in November. Mm-hmm. Um, and w- one of the things I think we it is a little different is that we went ahead and um, solicited an intro from our founding editor and our former editor, um, which is Michael Castro and Richard Newman. So they kind of... Um, help explain how we got to 100 because the, um, the idea for most literary magazines that, that for them to reach 100 issues is it doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have to say this and don't misunderstand what I'm saying, but I think and of, of all the publications that might be out there, the literary magazine would be way down in the ladder in terms of general public interest. Would you agree? I'm hoping to change that. So um, if people do think that, I I hope you don't think that because Mm -hmm. literary magazines are – this is where you get your stories. These are where you find writers that later, like you said, are going to be writing the books that you might be Mm -hmm. reading. Um, So I'm hoping that that's not totally the case. But, yes, I would say that, you know, for people who are looking for, you know, the five-inch – word that you're just going to read and throw away, yes, but we could do that for a poem. You can take a poem and read one poem, put the book down, pick it back up and read it again, or read the story or whatever else is in it. I mean, it doesn't take long to look at art either as well, um, and we think we do all of those pretty well. Our art is also included yes. in, the, in the publication. Aiden, you were sitting there nodding as uh, as Jason was talking. You're uh, right in line with this. I yeah, think. yeah. I mean, I just think the literary magazine, uh, like the independent bookstore, I think it's a thing that, you know, we all – it's a very busy world. So every once in a while we want to just you know, read something easy or just flip through a magazine. But I think supporting literary magazines is such a huge thing. I ran a literary magazine called Opium. It was a literary humor magazine and I did that for 10 years. We had uh, nine print issues and it is, it is a grind. But we really were finding people that were just so exceptional. And it's a, it's a cool place – to involve yourself. And I think if you want to be a writer, I think it's a great place to say, uh, oh, this is what I'm up against. This gives me a very good idea. And, you know, you can submit your work. And and it's kind of one of those unsung heroes of literature. But, uh, I mean, they publish people like Rita Dove, who's won the Pulitzer Prize. She feels like, I feel like she's won every prize in the world. But um, it was cool seeing her name on the, on the alum list. But, yeah, I just think Literary magazines have a, a lot of power and they're very inspiring. And, and it is, you know, sometimes it is tough to just be like, oh, I don't know, literature, whatever. But you flick open and suddenly read an eight-page short story that changes your life and gives you new insight. I think that's really important. Jason, are you doing anything to attract uh, young readers? I mean, they're, they're the future. If you want to uh, continue and be successful, you have to have an, an audience for the next generation. What are you doing? Absolutely. And we try to incorporate um, – we take online submissions now, which we used to not do, and we still take snail mail submissions as well. Um, we have our website, and um, we try to do all the things that the youngsters are trying to do now. Um, uh, but at the same time, we're still, you know, we're pretty established, and we have, uh, we want 
an audience from young to as old as you can get as a writer. I mean, we don't, we're not very worried about age group or anything like that. We're worried about, you know, what kind of work are you sending in? And, and I would say as a writer as well that running a literary magazine um, and working on them voluntarily before I did this helped me become a way better writer mm-hmm. for several, several reasons. Um, so if people out there who are emerging writers want to help, we take volunteers. We have readers who read for us, and you get to read and get to comment on submissions like that. Um, and what that does is it allows the, the, a writer to see what other writers are doing and what default moves they're making and what bad things they're doing, because really that's what you learn the most is what yeah. not to do when yeah. the bad things are coming in. Um, what, what sort of uh, submissions do you get from younger writers? And I don't know how far down the pole to take this, whether we're talking about Teenagers or very young adults, uh, tell me about that part of it. Absolutely. We get from high school students to, um, you know, every age. And right now I'm working with um, a high school uh, student who just submitted through our queue and it just, her writing rang out so it was just so good and stood out in a way it's it's not publishable right now but um i've been emailing her back and forth because she has so much talent and i want to be there when she's got something good enough um that i feel is we can publish because um i feel like she's going to do great things later um so that's what i try to do with the younger writers um is try to you know help them basically do what I wanted people to help me do when right. I was younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so – I mean, to me, like, that's such a huge factor because you never know what those people's lives are, who's, who's telling them, keep going, you know, you can do this. So to have somebody out there who's who's just championing you and just makes you go like, oh, wow, because really it is just a huge hill that you're climbing. Um, you know, it took me 13 years to finish my, my first novel, and it's like – that that hill every once in a while you just need somebody to to push you for a while and it's really nice and I think that's another thing that literary magazines do that's so important. So if I want to contribute, I just go online and uh, either that or get your address and send you a, send you whatever it is I've written for, for consideration. Are there any restrictions on subject matter? Um, not necessarily. I mean. We're not going to take anything that's, you know, homophobic or racist or any of these types of things. But as far as literary standards go, we are pretty. I'm pretty open to much, pretty much anything, um, style-wise, um, form-wise. Uh, so I, I try not to put any restrictions on it uh, in that sense. And restrictions on length. Of, you know, some people can go on and on. You mentioned <laughs> Ulysses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we are um, a little unique in the literary world because w- our publication is a little smaller than other ones, um, and we try to emphasize the writers that we have in ours. Um, so we do have a little bit of a limit on wording for our prose, um, but if something goes over that and we like it, we'll publish it. All right. Well, let's uh, give a- another commercial for your event tonight. Uh, I know you want to get as many people as possible so you can raise some money. Adrian, do you want to take that? Yeah, we're, it's going to be uh, tonight at uh, 7 p.m. at Squire's Restaurant. Uh, you can go to riversticks.org to sign up to uh, for tickets. I believe it's $75. Is that right? I think so. It, it sounds – and that seems very cheap to me for the amazing night. And you get dinner. 
get to hear me read the first chapter of my book, and we're going to play a little. I think we're going to do a, a literary spelling bee uh, just for fun with the people there. Um, but yeah, it's I, I you know I, I'm a huge champion of these things because I think they're really important, and also being in St. Louis, super flattered to be invited to this and um, being from St. Louis. And if you're out there and you're like, where to these people, where do they gravitate? Where do they gather? Like, this is a this is a great place to meet other people that are interested in things like What like is the that. title of your book? It's called Collision Theory. Collision Theory? Yeah. And it's available? It is, yeah. came out on April 17th. All right. Well, good luck with that. Thank you. Good luck with that. After, thir- the- after 13 <laughs> years. Yeah. Of- yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank Anything you. you want to add, Jason, before we say goodbye? No, thanks for having us. I really appreciate it. It's yeah. great to talk to you. It's great to promote the magazine and let people know yeah. about it because I want as many people to know about River Sticks Litter Magazine as I can. Where, yeah. where can folks find the magazine? Um, you can get it online at riversticks.org. Is that I'm the only pro- way? No, but I mean, we have, they're at, um, I think, Left, Left Bank. Bank Books, mm-hmm. and we have them at other bookstores and um, other online places also sell them. Okay, great. Well, thank you very much, Jason Brown. Great to talk to you. Good luck with the magazine. Adrian Zaringa. Zaringa, but uh, everybody messes Zeringa? that up. Zaringa? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> spell that for me so when they go for, ask sure. for the book, they'll get it right. Yeah, it's Z-U-N-I-G-A. It's available at Left Bank uh, specifically because they had to order more. We had a great reading, so. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, good, good luck with that, too. Thank you. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. 